0: so, continue to move through this sutta or this section of a sutta. And as I was saying earlier, one of the kind of main problems or main challenges really is you you know translating something from a piece of text with rather strange words on it, which goes up into your head and you think, uh, and it's all lined up, one, two, three, four, five, so it very much brings you up into this mental uh, framework. Mm. What it's describing is actually something that happens in the heart and the body, <laughs> which is a very different way of experiencing things, as I'm sure you, you recognise. It's often an experience that we're having all the time, but we don't really... Um, we don't really cultivate it it just so happens you know you you feel one thing or another uh, you know you, you feel expansive. you feel contracted you feel urgent you feel pressurized uh, you know you feel overwhelmed you feel happy you feel light and it just happens <laughs> uh, and you're breathing in and out that's happening but you don't really make much of that either uh, th- and then your thinking mind well, is sort of on top of that or somewhere, figuring out what you're going to do and occasionally dipping into this kind of process that you're going through and either pushing it aside or, you know, just doing something very untrained and un- uh, uns- not necessarily unskillful, but untrained, just kind of quieting it down or going somewhere else. This is what I call regulating, regulation self-regulating and it gets very clumsy. So the point in which we regulate ourselves through watching a screen, reading a book, um, switching something on, dancing around, eating something, we rely upon something out there to regulate this kind of movement of our energies and hearts you know, that's happening. And with this practice we're actually you know <laughs> using the system itself, to regulate itself, you know, using this kind of body-heart system to to regulate itself, which is kind of strange because it often feels fairly, you know, chaotic or mysterious or shapeless or, you know, who knows what's going on or why it's going on. Sometimes we don't even really notice it, because we kind of stay up in our know, thinking minds, and calculating. And then you say, then you look at a text and, oh, right, and you get that in your head and you think, right, I've got to do something about this stuff. <laughs> you get the idea, so I'm going to do something about this stuff. So then you, you start trying to regulate it or soothe it or steady it. And it's not really the right creature. To, it's not really the right place to be coming from. Yeah. Mm. You know, this is like trying to um, ride a horse as if it's a taxi. You know, when you ride a horse, you're going to get on and you, and you kind of form some relationship with the creature and, and you get a feeling of how you're going to move together. It's not like, a, you know, you throw a gear and you push a button and switch it on. And, and the beauty of it is we're just beginning to train we start to get the system into some kind of condition where we both um, you know, know it and feel it and get it into a reasonably, a reasonably steady state whereby it can begin to regulate itself or more accurately, the breathing regulates it. Because the breathing is the regulator. Not the thinking. Mm. But the problem for many people is they don't really get, they're not aware of their breathing. So there has to be aware breathing. Breathing that's that's awareness in it. Mm. So there definitely there's a sense in which you just can't wander around and let it happen. There has to be a conscious, aware attunement to that. So yes, there's, we might say that conscious, aware, attunement. We might call that quality mind, but it isn't up in your head. This is called pajanati, direct knowing, and it's. Um, <laughs> what do you say? You know? How do you feel? For so when you answer, when you. Ask the question, "How am I feeling?" The first thing you go to is that—that's uh, chitta. Then you might think about how you're feeling. But in order to get it, something turns its attention and goes, oh, sp- covers that. That's chitta. That's awareness or heart. Mm. And now that, that's what we're training. Mm. You train it certainly, but by using this mind to give it a suggestion like, okay, um, are you breathing in or breathing out um, mm. oh yeah, that's breathing in and breathing out mm. uh, long short, is it smooth, is it steady mm. yeah, so you can maybe prompt it to to look this way, and uh, as it begins to Tune in as your chitta begins to tune in, as your awareness begins to tune in. You don't need so many prompts. It just senses. You know, it's something feels blocked here. Something feels unsteady here. Mm. And then beginning to learn some of these skills about widening, s- slowing down, and then heart qualities, kindness. Sensitivity, firmness, patience, yeah, all coming in, the resources of the heart coming in to this so that the process becomes smoothed out because the heart, awareness, and body have a sympathetic relationship. They share the same energy. So, actually, as your breathing body becomes more settled your heart actually becomes more skillful Uh, as your breathing body becomes more settled and smooth, your heart's no longer so stressed it feels comfortable, therefore it gets even more sensitive and tuned in so this process working between the two and this occasional prompt from from the thinking mind, how's that? Uh huh. How's that feel? Just like a like a tap on the shoulder, just nudging, mm-hmm. a steadying. Mm-hmm. Is it whole body yet? Is it whole? Uh, wait a minute. No, not really. Ah. Oh yeah, there was some sort of tension in my in my abdomen, in my belly, and that. now relax that. And ah oh, yes. You know, now I feel much more whole. Hmm. So, yeah, these little prompts are useful. And encouragement. So, why don't you try to just feel over the entire body as a unity? Oh, okay, how does that feel? Hmm... Oh yes, yeah. So this is what the the has is given you, giving you prompt. But the agent of the practice is this embodied heart process. Mm. Yeah, and as we uh, move through that, mm. so this chitta mm, coming to the third tetrad, sensitive to the chitta, gladdening the chitta steadying chitta liberating chitta mm. and <coughs> so where's that where's that well one way to uh, sense this is call it Myself, not quite like that. Just say, "Well, ha- steady yourself. Be sensitive to yourself. Steady yourself. Brighten, brighten." Because this chitta is the empirical, the daily life, pragmatic. Ex- Fundamental experience of being, which I call me. <laughs> I call it me myself because it's easier than the fundamental experience of being, right? So it's, right, do you know what I mean? The fundamental experience of being here. And it, and normally in the events that being here is, there's all kinds of processes moving through that. waves of joy or concern or urgency or some anxiety just flooding through, like moving through that. This is called the chitta-sankharas, the formations, the emotional, psychological, energetic formations rolling through. And we began to work on steadying those, regulating those through opening the entire body, breathing in, Breathing out, and giving it body time. How long does it take? It takes as long as it takes. Mm-hmm. And in sensing and feel, some quality of brightening occurs as some of the raggedness or the dullness of the of this body mind begins to relieve itself. We feel a bit toned up, mm-hmm. and so you get something brightening comfortable quality uh, that you're experiencing. And then sensitive, so I, hmm, to steadying, just calming that. Staying steady with that. Staying with it, mindful. Because as you as you're As this area of your experience is becoming more evident, then within that emotional, energetic, embodied experience, there's a you know, this is where there are afflictions of distress of some kind, or heaviness, heavy heartedness. So we're cleaning that out, or the the system is cleaning it out through breathing through it Uh, and sometimes they seem to be almost parts of your body seem to be carrying that in places in your chest or your throat or your your stomach feel kind of a bit tense or agitated. I was suggesting then rather than focus directly on it, focus on an area that's difficult and link it to an area that's not difficult. Yeah. So don't go into it but but connect to it and connect it to somewhere more spacious. So okay I'm feeling very stuck in the belly here. Uh, yeah, if I just move bring my attention into the lower back and spread up to my along my back. Oh that stuck energy has got a place to travel to. So it begins to discharge through my back or through my hands or through my legs. I don't know where it goes but because it's somewhat mysterious. But you just kind of open, come to a, a difficult local area, connect that to the whole body, and the energy seems to know what to do. So it's not that I decide to do this or I decide to release it. This is the head speaking. Whole body. And Relaxing time. Relaxing pressure. Relaxing understanding. We don't need to understand. Just to be present with and feel the movement of feeling. And it comes in through the body. Also maybe it brings up certain emotions may arise with that. Sadness or relief or, or agitation. Just keep going until it, it's said what it needs to say. It's a, it's a strange process and then releasing. This way we kind of, it's a cleaning process, goes on. And all the time it's going on, every time there's a bit of that cleaning process, there's a sense of refreshment and coolness and ease comes along with it. So this bit isn't just like one step, two steps. It's often the case you, your process is continually shifting between another set of obstacles and then releasing it and experiencing some gladness and uplift. And then or something else comes up and releasing that and some bit more gladdening, comfortable, settling. Yeah. And then sensing that this is all the chitta sankara. this is the formulations, the activations of the heart. And at a certain point or a certain time in that process, a certain phase in that process, we're just beginning to sense you know there's something constant beneath all this moving and shifting there's a constant presence beneath all this Mm. it doesn't say anything it's a constant presence beneath all this Moves come and go, phases come and go, but there's a constant presence beneath all this. And whatever is sensed internally and constant, I call myself. It's just a word. But it gives you some sense of, "Oh, oh that, that inner me, which is not an identity. It's not my name, it's not my history, It's just an inner presence. Yeah, that, that, that's chitta. That's the word for that. It's aware, it's present, it's steady, and all these formations wrap around it. All these energies and emotions come streaming out and around it. But essentially, in itself, there's a, there's a steady presence. Ah, sensing that, and then ah, sensing it because it's so subjective because it's like it's not really an object because it's it's the one the knowingness it's the presence which you can't because you are it (laughs) so then gladdening the gladdening comes almost as an act of recognition oh this This has always, it's always been here. Oh, and it's rather marvelous that there is this steady open presence underneath all the circumstances of me and my life and my personal stuff. There's this sort of gladdening, like meeting an old friend at a crossroads. (laughs) Meeting an old friend at a crossroads. Oh, this, yes. And then warming, welcoming. Welcoming yourself back home. Welcoming yourself back home. Gladdening. This is always, this one doesn't let you down. This one doesn't pass. This one is there through the day and the night. Sunshine and the storm, this one is there. Oh, gladdening, enjoying, steadying, just steadying, staying in that liberating. When, uh, there are very powerful reflexes that come in that we get activated by the reflex to to do something, do something, make something happen, um, or th- know something, think something, get something figured out. These kind of reflexes happen, uh, uh, kind of rushing in, and, and so more well, you stay with that steady presence, which has an energy to it. That's why I call it present, it's just like an open energy. It's not nothing, it's definitely an open, steady energy, vitality. And it tangles when one of these reflexes come in. Uh, an uncertainty reflex, insecurity, uh, fear reflex, or, or get excited, and then it's just return. So you're beginning to undo these reflex habits, until that steady open presence, that, well, you know, I'm still trying to find some words is able to just be here content with itself And you can still feel breathing in and breathing out. That's subtle, almost like the warmth in your home, gentle inner warmth. So as the teachings make clear, standing on this, it's just a metaphorical, course not physically going to stand, but using this as a basis in your presence, and turning your attention to feeling, how feeling activates and forms. Presence of things and the absence of things, meanings, impressions, suggestions, inclinations, and they're seen, they're felt as disturbances, as kind of rippling movements, vortexes, flecks, raindrops, things that patter, things that shimmy, things that dart through, into this presence. Raindrops on the roof. Or like gusts of wind. Or like clouds in a sky. Mm. All changing. All changing. All changing. And seeing all this as change, there's no inclination to hold it, any of it. And the energy of these forms begins to fade. This is called dispassion. Because the energy doesn't go into them anymore, it stays in presence. Ceasing. Energy settles. Nothing much comes up. You know the energy. The there isn't much being created because the energy is contained, steady. Mm. Abandoning. There's a sense of really realizing you don't need to create a person. You don't need to create. A life. You don't need to create a story, you don't need to have a project, you don't need to be remembering yourself, sorting yourself out, improving yourself, um, uh, just getting wound up in that so abandonment or letting go or slipping out of the identity conundrum, the conundrum. Of an identity, which is a constant source of need to be attended to, you know, need to be shaped up or tidied or regretted, <laughs> and so they you know, just stay stay with this. Let these, that this stuff. Don't bother with that, and so. Chitta resting. Mm. So this is how the sutta, This is well. This is the way I'm presenting uh, some of these uh, lit phrases. And you are probably, if you're familiar with the the words, you'll recognize what I'm pointing to, the third and the fourth tetrads of Anapanasati, And it's definitely a process. And by and large, you know, we realize that the, these processes of calming and steadying and reviewing and, and releasing, they're all kind of happening together. So it's not like you do a whole lot of calming, then you do a whole lot of insight, and then you, you know... No, because every time you get a little bit of sense of disengagement, which allows you to see something as changeable, rather than be locked into it. This first um, phase, whereby, first of all, we feel pretty much locked in, to whatever is happening in our system. It's locked up or it's just constantly, it's changeable, but it's actually going through the same loop of thought and impression. So, and then we, instead of going into the topics, you contemplate that changeable nature and bring your attention back to, this is just changing, it's changeable. By this withdrawal, you withdraw energy from the mental processes, from the psychological processes, from the reflexes that get your heart pumping or make you feel twitchy and agitated. You just, just by stepping back, this is withdrawal, Viveka, You don't just think they're changing; you feel them changing, and. You're also, with that experience thing that's changeable, they become less passionate, less intensely felt, less provocative, less pushy, less domineering. There's a sense of, it's just that. Mm. When there's this passion, naturally the heart's ability to widen and soften becomes increased because it's no longer so preoccupied with putting out fires and mopping up messes and dealing with this tangle and that tangle it's got a lot more space because we some of this stuff has cooled out in that as it becomes more free it can more fully occupy and extend itself and feel the entire body and feel more firm through that so it's definitely a process whereby every realization every sense of The insight aspect, the witness aspect, is developed. It cools the temperature or moderates the energies of the system. So the heart is no longer so entangled in dealing with it. And then it's able to withdraw into the presence and into the whole body. This is a training because our tendency is when we experience some difficulty is the tension narrows onto that difficulty, what's going on there, and then we think about it. Oh, that's, I feel rather nervous, and then that doesn't last long because immediately it comes into, I've probably done something wrong, you know, a guilt tendency, uh, something wrong with me. Um, so, what do I do? So, you know, then we get agitated. So you get these psychological messages come up with these uh, reflexes. And then messages that are embedded or part of the identity. Now, I've used this term self with some reservation because of course, you know, one of the things in the Buddha's presentation apparently is there's no self. But actually that isn't quite true. What he said was these impressions that you receive are not self. That identity experience that you keeps bothering you is not self. It's actually Programs loaded onto your chitta. It's an anxiety program. It's a compulsion program. It's a insecurity program. It's um, a fear program. It's uh, I need to prove myself as being something. That kind of program. I need to try harder. That program. These programs is another way of translating sankara. These are negative Sankharas. Mm-hmm. So you get an identity built up around filling in the details and managing these Sankharas. So the reminder is this is Sankara, this apparent person, this apparent personality is conditioned, compounded, generated, not a true Undying, constant quality. And then how do you deal with it? Well, you feel it. So this is why you, know, you deal with it as it happens, a moment at a time. This is the sense of uncertainty. How does that feel in the body? Can I breathe through it? Can I acknowledge it? And it becomes clearer as it said in that uh, one of the quotes, from B11, on your sheet, B11, phenomena become manifest. One who abides diligently is gladness of heart, phenomena become manifest. Mm. What this means is something that just you were doing, You weren't even really that aware of it. You're just doing it and following it. Your sense of, you know, needing to help everyone else and make everything work and be on time and not let anybody down and make sure everything's well organised. What's that? (laughs) Suddenly you see this... (laughs) What's that? That compulsion. And it stands out. Rather than, here I am doing da-da-da-da-da, here I am... You know, da da, da da. It's not it stands out as a phenomenon. You see, what on earth is this? Where did this come from? Yeah. Well they want they want me, I should, I should, they got to, I isn't no, no, what does it feel like? This is a compulsion, compulsive reflex. So but you don't really see it as that until you've got some stable foundation to witness it from. To feel it from. My guilt program. I'm never doing enough. I should do more. I'm never doing enough. I should do more. And so we're following it. Following it. Tidying this. Fixing that. Making that work. Without really recognizing. That becomes my identity. So I don't. Nothing challenges that. Nothing challenges my identity. I'm in it. I'm doing it. I'm believing it. I'm following its messages. It creates a world. As uh, one of these pointed out, afflictive bodily sankhara generates, afflictive mental sankhara generates an afflictive world. Painful. That afflictive world hmm, is it's an identity and it's generated through these um, programs, formations. Now this is one level of it. Of course it's not always utterly miserable but anything that's compulsive. You know you could be a compulsive helper. Now there's nothing wrong with helping course, nothing wrong with offering service, but it's the compulsion that you should look out for. It's not the action itself, but the compulsiveness is what generates the identity. So we're not saying do nothing. We're saying, okay, there's interest in offering service, whatever, helping people out, something like that, you know. That arises, this is beautiful, this is beautiful. And then follow that, see how it goes. That's different from the compulsive sense that I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, that, oh dear, I'm worried because I'm not doing enough. The compulsive is the upadana, grasping, clinging. And that's where identity starts to solidify. And it becomes afflictive. And our attention is narrowed and we see the world very much in those in that light. We see our life as a something I have to keep doing to make things happen. And you're already signed up for a work project. <laughs> life is work. Make a living work work project, the business model, get compulsive. Get compulsive. Uh, And and this kind of uh, compulsiveness is definitely exploited. (laughs) Encouraged. Uh, So you get people addicted to work workaholic, addicted to work, our compulsiveness is encouraged and we never feel restful, we never feel guilty if we take a rest, we feel restless, we feel bored if we're not working at something and the system is not regulating, it's no longer in that embodied time which is always arising and subsiding, pausing resting, arising. Instead it's locked into full speed ahead and this is definitely a problem. You now you have retreats and programs to get people to learn how to sleep. They don't know how to sleep anymore. I mean, they know the idea but a system doesn't shut down without some definite training. I mean this is what I mean by regulation. This system is not regulating itself. Because it's been trained not to regulate itself, to go into compulsion and to override or ignore the regulating effect of awareness on the body, the heart and the breathing, which act as the regulator. And if there's regulation, then we can rise into things move, out, subside, let things pass, return to Presence. So then work becomes play. And play was something we used to do when we were three. And so, childish behavior, as adults we don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. But that was how we learned to regulate our bodies. That's how we'd often learnt to be with other people, throwing things around, chasing a stick, wrestling with each other, building sandcastles, making flower arrangements, uh, playing games with each other. We, we were regulating how to be in contact with another person, how to operate our bodies. And there was no end result apart from just feeling the energies moving around as you did things, you know and so but actually that's kind of something like that so that spirit that interested spirit that working it that exploring it yeah that non fixation that lack of goal orientation that lack of urgency to get things done the absence of criticism the sense of failure the absence of failure or success. These are very important qualities of play. There's no success, there's no failure. We're free from that. That's the head judgment. And we're into exploring, feeling, sensing, and letting the system itself think, that's enough, slow down, open, connect, release. Mm. And then, through that, by itself, naturally, these identity programs start to be apparent. Feeling of some of them are very, uh, uh, um, very sad. Really, uh, you know, feeling uh, loss of love, feeling feeling alone, feeling lonely, feeling left out, alone, inadequate. Uh, So that, those program, identity like that, feels it's never good enough. I'm the odd one out, something wrong with me. Mm. Meeting that. We take energy, doesn't feed it, but it calms it. it, bringing your chaos back home to be released bring your chaos back home to be released so that piece of identity can be liberated can be freed and it's emptying out so that uh, action can then happen without this identification, with all its judgement going on. So let's take some time, if you would, for some, I encourage you to take some time for the direct practice on any of these themes or motifs that have caught your attention.